Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Well, <laughs> we're starting this show off with audio problems. Can you hear me, Angela? <laughs> I, I don't can, know. I can. I can. Okay, so here's the here's the deal. Hello, everybody. This is Elizabeth from Best Ever You. If um if we play this show on replay. And we have all sorts of audio mumbo-jumbo because it sounds to me like I'm in a wave and a tunnel. Um, so I don't know how this is going to play out live. Um, we will retape, right, Angela? <laughs> we'll Absolutely. Just redo the show. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to go for it, and we'll see how it turns out. Sometimes things all turn right. out beautifully. I don't know. I just I, – um, I am a mom of four children. Um, they're all college students, and they're all home, and a couple of them have classes and homework, and everybody's on the Internet right now, so I think it's slowing us down. So we just booted everybody off. But, um, Angela, you have – okay, so I watched another interview with you, and somebody's like, how do you say your last name? And I'm like, I think I got it, but it's, it's kind of – it's Madi Moja. <laughs> Is that right? Did I get your name right? Yeah, that's Close yeah, that's pretty close. Matamocha, absolutely. Mata, Matamocha. Matamocha, yes. right? I love yes. your name. It's like happy emoji. Oh. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I, and I love your energy. I wish this was a video inter- interview, actually. Um, your smile and your energy and some of the other things you've done just, like, completely inspired me. And I was going to ask wow. you if maybe if you ever have time – Maybe you could teach me how to do this via, like, um, video a little better or something <laughs> so that it's pro. Or z- Everybody's like, you need Zoom. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know because I'm, like, don't want to do my hair and makeup and all that crap. And <laughs> so I feel I know, you. I do. So I really do. Yeah. So, <laughs> I understand. Well, so I just watched your movie, um, Elevate, and it's, uh, do you call it a feature, a movie, or do you call it a film? That was my question because I didn't want to screw that up because it, I don't know the difference. Like you're in this whole industry, and I want to make sure I get the wording correct. But Elevate is what yes. I watched. And, um, oh, my gosh, my friends are in it. <laughs> Brianna's <laughs> in it, and Alexis is in it. And now you're in, you know, you're in it, and you wrote it, and all this. I mean, wrote it, produced it, directed it. How cool are you all? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yay! I'm I'm so glad you watched it. Yes, yes. Well, how how did you come up with the idea for that? Uh, it uh, kind of happened over time, but the seed of the story uh, came with the storyline that Brianna, who you know, is mm-hmm. in. So that's the first thing I actually wrote, and we actually shot that as a short film. Uh, then we later decided to expand it, and I kept writing more stories and just getting more ideas, and that is how the whole feature film finally came to be. But it initially started with the seed of the storyline between uh, Brianna and 
my dad. Huh, I love it. Now, um, so I don't interview a lot of people about movies, and I don't interview a lot of actors, you know, and actresses. It's a lot of Brianna, a lot. <laughs> but so I might not ask everything perfectly, but um, I'm going to give it a shot here because you've been on a number of of things, um, a number of TV programs, and you know, mega hit comedy. Like you've been on How I Met Your Mother. I mean, people love you know, actors and actresses and so forth. Is this something, I'm going to go, I'm going to take this and turn it back in time. Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Have you always done this? What are other jobs you've had? You know, all that good stuff. Just clue us in. What's your backstory? Yeah, sure. Um, Originally, I wanted to become a teacher. I wanted to become my kindergarten teacher. I think that idea came to me when I was like 11 or 12. Um, In the sixth grade, um, during one of our class periods, if we wanted to, we can go help out the kindergarten class. So I did that, and I just love kids. I'm very good with kids, and I always thought I wanted to be a teacher. So that's sort of how I started. But once I was in uh, college, I went to Cal State Long Beach here in California. Um, I ended up having to take an elective, and it was an acting class. And things just change. <laughs> things just change. Hmm. Yeah, I could see you being a teacher, actually, too. Can you still see yourself being a teacher, or are you just, no, that, that is not my thing? You know what? A little bit, yes. I, that is kind of natural for me. Um, with my uh, podcast, I do try to teach and share um, other filmmakers and actors, anything I can. But I think that's kind of a part of who I am. Um, is sort of a teacher, especially when I am around younger kids, which is kind of a natural, yeah. a natural thing. Yeah. Now, how do you know Brianna and Alexis? Are you guys all buddies? So, uh, yes, uh, Brianna. <laughs> my gosh, she's been one of my best friends for decades now. Uh, we worked together. Gosh, maybe 25 years ago. I think it was about <laughs> 25 her. years ago. Yes, yeah, we worked together. She was still brand new to L.A., and we were working at a call center, funny enough, as you know about Elevate, and uh, we were raising money. We were raising money for nonprofits, uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, the National Historic Society, I don't know. But that's how we met. We met at this job that we did not love, and, um, yeah, the rest, as they say, is history. I I love her. Um, she was one of the very first too. people. Oh yeah, I love her. Um, she's one of the very first people I met when I started Best Ever You, and Yay. has been behind Best Ever You from like day one. Like you yep. can do it. And I'm yep. Like I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, sure you do. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, yep. <laughs> And then um, yeah, and I know the I know the um, film itself isn't meant to be funny or anything like that, but um. Alexis could almost get an Academy Award for that, for her performance in there. Alexis, yes. She uh, nailed that character. And it's funny you say that. It's not supposed to be funny. However, I'm happy with some comedy, and I think she definitely brought that uh, to the film. And when we screened it at different festivals, I mean, audiences just loved her and laughed. So I think she's the comic relief that the film really needed. Uh, she was perfect. She was perfect. Yeah, that's I, that's pretty much what I thought. I'm like, oh, 
okay, there's, you know, and then, and then you find out sort of like there's some darkness there, a lot of it, yeah. and, you know, and, and <laughs> so hard. forth. But, um, but, you know, at first you don't kind of know what's going on. So you're like, okay, that's actually kind of funny in a way, you know, kind of thing. And then, yeah. and then it all kind of weaves together and you're like, okay, not so funny, but Alexis, that was really cute, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, she's and, a fantastic actor. Fantastic. So oh yeah. She's, she's so versatile. You all are. I mean, you did an amazing job as well, um, and that Thank that didn't you. look like that was you know a very fun part, in a way. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Which is why uh-huh. I wanted to do it. You know, those are not the kind of parts I normally get. So it was uh, fun to play something different. Yeah, you're so like uplifting and so smiley yeah. and so energetic. Yeah. I'm like, boy, that is a stretch. <laughs> that character was a stretch. Yeah. A ginormous yeah. one, it seemed like. Yeah, and as actors, I think we often want to stretch ourselves, and we do want to do something different. We don't want to play ourselves, you know. We want to try different characters. It's fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the whole thing, I mean, that must be really difficult to do. You know, I think I think I'll probably overthink just about everything, but, you know, I think about write, even just writing that and then, turning it into, you know, a film where, you know, it's not like, a, like I've written a book before, you know, I'm a, I'm an author with Hay House and wow. stuff, but I don't have to bring yeah. my words. I don't have to put pictures to my words. My words just are sort of the words. I mean, you try to when you're writing and so forth, but you don't have to give like directional, you know, actor direction and scene, what you want the scene to look like and all this stuff. Um, is that something that you um, studied? It seems like you have an enormous knack for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I went to drama school. You know, I did go to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and I think um, any actor, you know, that goes through any sort of training, what you really learn about is the script, the story, the script. So I think a lot of us as actors have um, that training, even though we're trained as actors, but you learn about story. You have to. You have to learn about plot, about, you know, twists about subtext, about intention, about inciting incidences, all these things that writers learn, actors not only learn as well, but we have to actually learn these things viscerally, you know, in our bodies we have to understand story. So I think even though I didn't train as a writer or a director, my acting training absolutely informed me as a filmmaker. Yeah, because how how do you – explain to my naive self how do you do that like how do you take the words and put pictures to them like that i know that's a really rookie question but i'm I'm when i was watching that i was studying going okay i don't i don't understand how the brain can like make this scene happen from like words on a paper like how how did where was that set up like you know, where are the elevators that you you shot things in because there were different ones? You know, where do you get all that stuff? Um, I think you don't really think about it um, as you're creating, or at least I don't. And, of course, you know, everyone has their own process. There's not one way. But for me, when I write, I see who I'm writing. You know, I see the character. They're pretty clear, and they kind of speak to me, if you will. It Mm -hmm. might sound a little bit weird. But I can often have an idea for a character, and once I really start writing, they start to speak on their own, and I kind of just take dictation. 
I don't really plan out exactly what's going to happen a lot of times. It's just sort of oh, okay. the characters so, take so a you, life of their own. Okay, so you do, you, but do you have to when you do a script? Does it have to have all the instructions on it for what to do? Like we're going to shoot in this elevator in this building, and the you know the lights are going to be this, and the character is going to walk from here to there, or do you guys make that right. up as you go? Or isn't that in a script? All, I've never really seen too many scripts in my life, but yeah. isn't that all in there? Like, and are, did um, you write that? Part, yeah, so it, it's different. A lot of uh, screenwriters are, you know, taught and trained to just tell the story and let the director fill in the stage direction, as it were, or come up with ideas for locations and setups. Uh, because I'm a writer-director, I kind of do it as I write. And I don't know if that's the correct way, but that's the way I know how to – that's the way I've done it. I don't know any other way because I've never really written without the intention of me directing, if that yeah, makes that's, any sense. I think that's what I'm trying to say, too. Um, again, you know, I don't, I don't know what you know, and so it's probably kind of coming out choppy. But, um, no, but that's fine. exactly the way I felt. I'm like, oh, she had this visually in her head, and she wrote it down yes. and did it. Yes. And it yes. just flowed. You see you certain scenes. Yes. Yes. There's um, one scene um, in the storyline with the mother, um, without giving anything away, uh, but with the mother, father, and the son. And before that entire story was written, the scene where he leaves, the sort of goodbye scene, that's the first scene I saw. Before the beginning, before the end of the story, that's the first scene in my head. I saw the setup. I don't know why. But from there, I knew, okay, now we're going to do this. So it's it's different, and it's sort of fluid, and it doesn't really always happen for me in one specific way. You know, sometimes I do have all the answers. Most of the time, I don't. Uh, then you get on set, and more answers are sort of revealed. Uh, then when you start to edit with your editor, more answers are revealed. It's a fun process. Well, and I really look forward to following you and your career even more because um, it's, it, you're really good at it. I mean, I I didn't I didn't even look away from the screen even you know once. <laughs> so I mean, it, it made sense to me and and flowed and it was, and it wasn't you know how I I I'm gonna guess you know you didn't have like Star Wars budget to make you know to make the film, so and you no. and you <laughs> and you couldn't tell really you know what I mean it wasn't all choppy and awkward or anything like that you know how sometimes they're like oh boy okay that's super low budget, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, you know, and, um, but you couldn't, you, you didn't, I didn't get that feel, it was very, um, I don't know what the word is, but it was, it flowed, or it was fluid, or, you know, it didn't chop. Yeah, thank you, I think, yeah. no, the acting has a lot to do with that, you know, I was so lucky to be able to cast such amazing actors, a lot of times in low budget films, that's what can save them is if the acting and the story is really good, then, you know, an audience can forgive, you know, not the highest production value, you know? Got it. Yeah. And so you're winning um, some awards or you've won awards. Tell us about those because that's, um, that's got to be pretty special. It is. I'm always so grateful, so grateful when <laughs> anyone is appreciates, you know, the work that we did. Always, always. It just means so much and sort of 
lets me know, like, okay, I'm on the right path. This is good. Okay, thank you, thank you. You know, it's just sort of a, <laughs> it's just a fun thing and a good feeling to know that someone else appreciated your work. Well, a Best Director Award um, and, an, okay, so you won a Best Director Award from the LGBTQ Film Festival in London, right? And then you also earned yeah. an Award of Merit for Best Feature Film and Best Actress in a Leading Role from the Accolade Global Film Competition. And um, are you entering the film in, in more things? Um, is, it, is it getting more and more legs? And, you know, uh, how, how can people see this? Yeah, so um, our festival run is over as far as I know. Uh, once we finish the film, we put it, you know, we submit it to certain film festivals. And then once the film gets distribution, meaning that the general public can see it, you don't have to go to a festival. You can watch it on iTunes, on Amazon. Once that happens, um, many festivals, uh, they want brand new films that are not released yet. So I personally am not going to be submitting it to any more festivals. I'm very happy that we have distribution because now everyone can watch it from anywhere. Um, the, the trouble with festivals is if someone wants to see it, they have to get in their car, okay. go to the film festival, you know. So only a small group of people will see the film. But now that it's um, out, anyone can see it, and that's really exciting. And and where so how do you see it? Is it like on Netflix or or where do you go to to watch it? Yes, you can watch it on Amazon Prime um, if you're uh, an Amazon Prime member, or you can just rent it from Amazon Prime or buy the DVD. Um, you can also rent it or purchase it on iTunes. Um, you can also on Google Play. They have a platform as well. Uh, Redbox oh, now, I believe. Um, YouTube is also on, um, Voodoo. There's all these platforms I'm learning about. It's very interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's almost like my podcast. It like we air it live and then it goes out into the world in different places that like syndicate podcasts. And uh, yes. it's really it really gets it out there and um, it's, it's pretty cool. So good. Well, congratulations on that. I, I guess I won't tell you that my friend runs the Indiana the Heartland Film Festival then. <laughs> Unless you want to do the one Heartland more. Film Festival. Is it called the Heart? Why does that sound so familiar to me? Because it's probably one of the it's one of the biggest film festivals in the Midwest. Her name is um, Amy Pozak, and she helps with the Heartland Film Festival. Maybe I'll connect you anyway, just so you guys know each other for future yeah. things. Because she's Absolutely. got a movie. Yeah, she's a producer too, and she's got a movie called Grateful out, and it's it's making uh, its way around the film festivals and winning all sorts of awards Wonderful. and things like that. Great too. So it's, yeah, it's pretty, it, she's pretty, she's, you know, since I've known her, she put her mind to it. It's like yes, what she wanted to. to do. And she fought through a lot of no's and a lot of things to get her, her stuff that she had in her mind made and done. Lot of oh, a lot of wonderful. naysaying stuff going on. Have you experienced that in your life? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, um, it's a funny thing. People, people, and, and I don't know what it is, but oftentimes people will tell you, you know, like for example, with this film, what you can do, what you can't do. 
Um, people literally told me, you know, if you do a film in an elevator, no one's going to watch that. Um, you can't just do a whole film in an elevator. You can't do this. It's interesting sure to can. me what people will did it. You know, it's like, well, maybe yeah. you can't, but uh, I'll figure out a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was me when I said I want to quit my job and do Best Ever You and write a book and do all this stuff. And this one person called wow. me and told me I was a washed-up soccer mom. And I'm like, um, well, none of my kids play soccer. <laughs> it, it wow. <laughs> yeah, washed-up soccer mom. Yeah, and I think I was all of, wow. like, 35 at the time. I'm 50 now. Oh my gosh. And I mean, just lit into me, and um, uh, wow, I'm like, wow, yeah, you are. And it was a guy, and he was just super jealous of me being in the whole best space because he he's like, I own all the domains, and I'm like, I don't really care. I own this one. <laughs> so good luck to you, you know. But you know, yeah, he's all weird like that. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. and um, so yeah, you just naysayers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's how that goes, right? Yeah, you have. To- to ignore them and, you know, bless them and move on, you know, move away from them. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. And then it turns out to be this amazing thing that you've done and, you know, it's done. So um, Elevate, you know, it's done and out there and all the stuff. And, you know, that's the way it goes. You made a film and there are elevators in it. <laughs> and if people said you can't, you did. So, ha. Um, but so tell me, <laughs> see how that goes? Yeah, naysayers. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole self confidence, believe in yourself stuff, and you tune people yes. out. Um, and so, with that said, yes. what, what makes you the most proud of this film? Uh, a few things. Um, but right now, only because it's just come out and I'm getting feedback and people are literally private messaging me, it's the people's response to it. Um, I'm getting a lot of emotional responses, which I just love, you know. I love if I can make someone cry or someone just sort of gets an insight um, into a different sort of culture or character. I think it's people's responses. I love to move people. Yeah, I think you definitely accomplished that in, you know, quantity. I mean, that, that's the whole thing were these kind of uncomfortable topics. Like, you're like, oh, yes. I, you know, I knew I was going to be, I'm, you yes. know what? It actually took me all day to sit and uh, to sit down, focus, and watch it because I knew I was going to be uncomfortable. I had to set aside time to just be like, mm, you know, I got the, you know, I got a little bit of my own pizza ordering going on, <laughs> you know, we all have this mm-hmm. crap and it addresses certain things. And, um, yes. yeah. And it's, it's head on, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to talk about this. Did you, did you, and how'd you pick the topics? Um, how, you know, what, I don't know if that makes sense, but how did you, do you have certain things that didn't make the film? Did you have certain storylines that didn't make the film? Like, how did you narrow it down to what you did? Yeah, I guess um, one thing that you just said about being uncomfortable, I think that's sort of the um, crux of it, things that make me uncomfortable, Um, you know, because some of the things that we look at in the film are, you know, topics of homophobia. That idea makes me very uncomfortable, Racism makes me very uncomfortable. 
uh, the way people judge overweight people or just judge people in general makes me very uncomfortable. So these things that made me uncomfortable, I, I just felt compelled to write about them. You know, I don't know if I thought, like, what am I going to write about? I, I was just compelled, if that makes any sense. No, it does. And, um, and, and they all made me, those are topics that make me in my life uncomfortable too. So I I sort of knew going in, I'm like, "Mm, you know, this is going to be, um, just exactly what I say. It keeps saying kind of uncomfortable, but what I, I think you brilliant, brilliantly put them all together and so forth. Like when I got done watching that, just now I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm really glad I watched that. She is brave. That's, those are my sentences. I'm really glad I watched that she is brave. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've heard that a couple of times now. That makes me that makes me happy. Brave. I like that word. That's that's the kind of story that I like to tell. I, I like to make people uncomfortable because I think through being uncomfortable it kind of forces us to look inwards, you know, it's like why am I so uncomfortable? What's what's going on, right? And I think that for many people sort of the path to to healing we have to sort of feel through all that yuckiness before we can move forward i think you know or that's been the case in my life just having to really look at some stuff that is uncomfortable you know i've judged people i've had racist moments for me i've i've done that myself it's uncomfortable it's like oh my gosh angela what are you thinking what is that about let's look at that you know yeah i i i do know i do yeah completely um and I won't go into all my stories and things like that, but yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of relatable things in this. Yeah, for we sure. Have, um, have you done? Okay, so again, pardon that I don't know everything, but um, have you done other movies? Are you doing more movies? Where are you going with this? Um, do you love acting now that you've written and directed things? Do you love that, or do you love acting more? Um, where are you at with everything? Yeah. I- I love it all. I love it all. Um, I am currently, I did another short film that we just finished last month, so we're going into post-production. This is something uh, called The Good Balloon, a really wonderful film that I was brought on to direct. I don't act in it, and I don't, and I didn't write it, but I directed it. So I do love directing, and I've directed in the past. Um, I started directing in the theater, but that's also where I started acting. So, and, I, and I'm also writing, you know, so I love it all. I love writing, directing, and acting, and I will continue to do more of all of it. <laughs> I, and I hope, I, you know, keyword directing because, you know, um, there aren't very, well, maybe there are more and more now, but it's a, it, directing and women is a field that we don't have a lot of women, you know, directors out there. Um, is that changing? Do you feel do you, do you feel alone <laughs> as a female director, or are, are there more and more females directing? Because um, I think that it just hasn't historically been something we've done. Yeah, no, it's definitely been a male-dominated um, profession. But I think there's a lot of initiatives in Hollywood, especially right now, with supporting female directors. There's a lot of uh, programs. Um, a lot of the networks are making a conscious effort to hire more women directors. So I think it's definitely changing. Um, there's still a very long way to go, obviously, because, you know, historically it has been men 
but more and more women, are, I think, are creating their own content and are uh, getting more opportunities than, say, 10 years ago. Um, but there's still room for growth, for sure. Yeah, and you're right there, and you're good at it. You know, it's, oh, you know it, it you. ought to be really it. fun to see you get all of your Academy Awards for directing. I'm really kind of excited about it. <laughs> I'm so glad. When you do that, can you be like, do I get to say, and I knew her, <laughs> I know her, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can see stuff. it, though. You know, you, sometimes you just meet, you know, you hear somebody's voice or you see their work and stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, they're at the start of this. And you can just see it Aww. unfold. So I, I'm excited to see all that you do because you you can uh, see that you've so got much. You've got the vision. Thank you. That means a lot. You, you know, you so know when you watch something and you go, oh, okay, that sucked. This is good. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, oh, boy. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I do. And and I have, you know, just so many people to to thank, you know, and that's the beautiful thing that I do love about film is that it is such a collaboration you know, whether you're the producer or director, it's a collaboration. You get to work with wonderful actors and wonderful crew members and camera guys and lighting guys. It's, it's wonderful. I love the collaborative aspect of it. And then finishing the film and then working with a composer, then working with your editor. It's such a joy. It's so fun to have different creatives come in on the same story and kind of put their polish on it, you know. Oh yeah, I can. I I'm learning through you, a little bit here. But yes, I do know. And um, my dad, you know, it's really interesting. My dad is ex Hollywood, and um, he just passed away in October. Um, I always tell oh, Brianna right. about so him. Sorry. And um, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, he was he was a stroke survivor since 2004, and he really, um, he really lived through having a stroke. But he. Um, there's 11 of us kids, and he quit Hollywood to kind of raise us all and moved us to Minnesota and did all these things. But he has a movie that's unfinished. It was called Chance. And um, he helped discover Bruce Davidson and other people, and he was friends with Nick Nolte. And, I mean, just, I mean, a ton of different things. So I had a little bit of it. But I always learned, I never really learned the directing and producing side from him. I learned the writing. So I love to write. Uh-huh. That's I, great. I, I, I learned the writing and some of his computer graphic things and stuff like that that he would do. Um, and as much as I was willing to learn, because, you know, it's your parents, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you <laughs> think you know everything. <laughs> sure. But um, he he really was a talented, talented um, person, and he would have loved to have watched this. So he, he really, whenever I had a guest on, he always got behind everybody and um and cheered them on to, you know oh, whatever amazing. they were doing if it wow. was a book or a movie or a baseball person or whatever he always got behind all the guests and he was he was pretty cool so i'll give this to my mom my mom will love this as well and so you'll have my mom on your side <laughs> but oh, um they're all so in minnesota wow. so, yeah but um but th- yeah thanks that's for listening perfect. to that cuz i you know i just i i it's it's neat to hear directing again and things like that so um, my dad was oh, maybe giving me questions to even ask you, so I'm a little bit fumbling oh. without his, you know, movie expertise. But I do want to ask oh. you, 
Yeah, I know. My dad was cool. Um, I do want to ask about your writing um, because sitting down and writing something from start to finish is a tricky, tricky thing. I know it. He knew it. (laughs) I know you know it. Um, And a lot of people struggle with that. So um, for all you writers listening out there, all you dreamers, you doers, you action people, (laughs) all that stuff, we can have some wisdom here because um, Angela knows how to take an idea and get it done. And I'm really curious what your process is for writing. A big part of it for me, and I'm doing this right now, is accountability. Is accountability. Because left to my own devices, oh, my gosh, I I chicken out. I don't want to show anyone. It takes forever to finish if I just let it be. I need to have accountability. So this screenplay that I'm working on right now, I have a mentor that is going to read it, and we set a date. But I will tell you, I have pushed this date back twice now, twice. (laughs) So I struggle with this for sure. But this is the last time I'm not allowing myself, and at whatever stage the script is by that date, which is like in two weeks, that's it. That's it. It has to. So having a date, having someone that I know is going to read it, that gets it finished for me. That helps. Yeah, I, I like hearing that too. That's, that's wise advice because, uh, you know, a lot of us are so worried somebody else is going to see our typos or incomplete oh, thoughts. totally. Totally. Is that and about judging okay. or what is that? Yeah. For me, it's not even so much the typos. And I'll even say, like, look, this, this is probably has tons of misspelling and this and this, but just please look at it for story. So I feel like story, because a lot of what I write uh, comes from a very personal place, so I feel like I don't um, – there's a part of me that is vulnerable when I share, right, my work. I feel very naked when I do it. So if someone comes back with a response that isn't positive, it can feel like a very personal attack, even though I know it's not and it's part of the process. But that's what scares me is, like, to be so vulnerable, to share something so personal and not have it be received well. Ugh, that, the thought of that. <laughs> Horrible. Second year. Horrible. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ugh, that makes you want to cry, you know. So I think that's what a lot of times for me keeps me a little stuck. It's just fear, you know, fear of um, not being, my work not being loved, of, you know, fear of comments, judgments that I might not agree with or fear that someone doesn't get it. Um, even with Elevate, putting that out into the world, I was, uh, you know, uh, Rasp with nerve the whole week before it came out. What do people watch it and just think I'm nuts? You don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I I do. I know. I have a book out there, and you know, every time anybody writes a review on Amazon, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to read this. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of thing. And it's, I mean, it's sort of the nature of the beast in a way, and it, it, it is, is sort of is what it is. And um. I don't know. I think a lot of us, I I say this all the time, I think a lot of us who are creative in any way, shape, or form, whether you like to color with, you know, a coloring book and crayons or draw or paint or write or direct 
or whatever it is, if there's like a creative side, which I think a lot of people have, people are sometimes afraid to, you know, water that weed or, or water that flower, depending on which way you look at it, because people are afraid of the criticism. You know, they don't, I don't think I, they go with like, oh, this is going to be so well received. It's going to be fascinating. I think people are afraid of like, what are people going to say or do, or are people going to buy it? You know, the success of it. And if it, if it isn't that, successful, it makes you sometimes feel even worse. <laughs> I know that feeling. It's true. It's true. Oh. It's true. And especially in today's age, I think it's even more challenging and you have to be even more brave to be an artist today because people are so quick to judge in this social media world we live in. People make comments behind computer screens. People say nasty, nasty things. So it's scary. It's, it's scary to just put your work out there. Anyone from anywhere could just come on there and just horrible things and people do that's the kind of world we live in these days unfortunately so we as yeah. artists you know part of it we have to be vulnerable because it's that vulnerability that allows us to you know make art but because we're so vulnerable these outside attacks can really hurt if we allow them it, it is. yeah i i agree and the other thing the other part of it too is sometimes it's hard to take a, cr- a creative thing and make money doing it. So a lot of us have si- this as a side hustle, or um, you know, we sometimes I, you know I encounter a lot of people who are like, okay, this is my full time job. I'm an accountant. Oh, and on the side, you know, here's here's my book, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Um, there's a lot of that going on. So you meet these people who are super talented and super creative, and they're all down on themselves because they're not making money doing what they actually really truly love and it makes you feel like unsuccessful and you know all this spinning stuff and I run into so much of that on best ever you and I'm like no 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 you're super cool even if you like affect one human being on the planet just chill <laughs> and it's not rationalizing it all down but do do you have you ever experienced that where you've been in a moment where you've like had a had any kind of job plus this or anything, any kind of stories like that that you can, you can share? Oh, no, absolutely. And I think many artists do. I think what you're, what you're saying is so right. And I think that's, that's the struggle of being an artist is to finally find a way to make a living solely from your art. That's, that's, that's the dream. We all want to just do what we love to do. And it is, a challenge it is for most people many people you know and to not have to have a side job or consult um that's one of the things that i do on the side you know i do consult actors and help other creators uh, create their own content most people i know do have something else that they do because you know especially if you're an actor jobs are up and down you don't know when you're going to book again same thing as a director a writer any of it you know um, it's it's not easy. It's not easy at all. No, and especially and especially when things are sort of like, um, I don't know what the word is, but like you know when you're cast for something, they're looking for something specific, and it's not if it's not you, it's like, well, well, you know, <laughs> you know they might be looking for an apple and you're a pear. It's like, well, you know, I'm a pear. What do you want? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I think, I mean, I've had that happen to me before, you know, like I, I love being, um, I love doing TV commercials. I mean, I just, I think, ah. 
Yes. I love doing TV commercials. I've been in a few, and I've, you know, I, I, I mostly did them when I was a kid, a lot of commercials as a kid. And um, you, you reach certain things where you're auditioning for something, and you're like, oh, well, that's totally not me. I wish it was, though. <laughs> but you can get kind of depressed a little bit on that score when it isn't you. And you're like, oh, but I really Absolutely. want that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I think it's so important for whether you're a screenwriter, a director, an actor, to produce your own content while you're waiting to get, quote, unquote, picked while you're waiting to be the person that they're looking for. In the meantime, just to keep your sanity, I find this has been very helpful for me, and it's actually one of the reasons I started creating my own content because I wasn't working as an actor. It's like, well, what else can I do to stay creatively fulfilled? Well, I can write. You know, I have some stories to tell. Let me just start writing. And you never know what that can lead to. You know, I didn't plan to be a screenwriter. I went to drama school for acting, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I and I love it, and I and I think you you really you really found something that just suits you. You can just feel it, and I just keep. I mean, I I, I just you can just see it. You're, I can't like I said, I can't wait for you to be up there, and the Academy Award winner is, <laughs> you know, even if you're one of the group, you know, and and you don't win, you're in the group. I'm gonna be like, ah, yep, that's her. <laughs> Called it. Oh um, my gosh. But, <laughs> that's your goal. Aww, no, um, but no, you know, I completely, I completely know what you mean, though, because, um, and I love the fact that you just said that. I hope everybody plays that back and hears this to find that, you know, I think what you basically said is, you know, find your own success, find, you know, use your voice, use whatever it is. If people aren't picking you, pick yourself. You have to pick yourself. And the good news is um, what I was saying earlier about how all this social media people can just say horrible things about you, but the good news about social media is now we can connect directly to an audience. If you're an author, you can self-publish. You can learn online marketing. You can build a list, find who your people are, sell your book, sell your paintings, your artwork, whatever it is. So even though, you know, all the social media has me a little nutty, the good side of it is that we can choose ourselves. We don't have to wait for a publisher to pick up our manuscript. We can pick it up ourselves and put it out there. Yeah, my my stack of rejection letters before I got a yes was significant um, on, on oh, Percolate. I mean, that, that's a stack of letters. Boy, it is no, 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 and more no. And heck no. No, you get it. <laughs> you know, and yes, I was you get pretty it. persistent. As an actress, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean. It's I'm, the same. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's all the same. So I love that advice that you just gave people, you know, gave the world. Um, and I love that you took your own advice, too. I mean, you did it. Look what you did. Yeah. You just like, Yay. Um so let me okay. Let me keep asking you. Do you have a little bit more time, or do you have to go? I don't want to keep yes. you if you've got to go or anything like that. Um, no, no, I, for sure. But but that's the thing, though. You know, and you understand because as a commercial actor, you only had so much control of who's going to cast you. You know, so I just think it's so empowering to say, you know what, I'm going to cast myself, and I'm going to write this, and I'm going to do this. 
same thing as, you know, filmmakers. You can submit to so many festivals and get rejection letters. I have hundreds of rejection letters. Are you kidding me? Same thing as an actor. So many auditions that I did in book. That's a part of it. That's a part of it, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't have to be the whole part of it. That's the good thing. Yeah, and, you know, it's really interesting, too. When I was a kid, I, I... I, I'm only, I'm probably 5'3 on a really big hair day, and I'm definitely not <laughs> super thin. I mean, I was, I, my big thing when I was a kid was, I mean, how big can my thighs get because I'm a gymnast? I was a gymnast. So for me, oh, wow. I wanted to be like Mary Lou Retton. I was like, yes, you know, yes. I'm, I'm, I am, you know, pumped, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I was, I was a gymnast. And um, so... As I got a little older, I would go to audition for things, and people would be like, um, her thighs are too fat uh, or too old uh, or too short or too, too this uh, or too that. Blah, and blah. so for me in my early 20s, it was a recipe for, okay, so I'm short, fat, ugly. Um, <laughs> you know, you went down the list of like, oh, and I have a scar here. Some, one person would be like, oh, yeah, you have a scar on your face. And I'm like, seriously that's a chicken pox scar you know that kind of thing just pick you apart to the point where you feel so small and you have to remind yourself okay wait a minute so what I did as a kid was I'm like okay so I'm going to gather everybody who is under five five and we're going to hold a heck of fashion show at the mall for petite way way back a thousand years ago I mean I'm 50 now but I I gathered people friends and everybody and it was like okay here because most people aren't six two you know it's like they're five five and under or five seven and under or whatever it was and I didn't care how much you weighed I'm like whatever just go for it it's the confidence in the clothes and how you you know that kind of thing so I've always been like that and I, I I really get a sense from watching what you have done and seeing some of the things that you've done that you're extremely like that Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love that. I think it's, um, yeah, you have to, you can't, it's hard, you know, especially when you're young, you know, when you're being criticized or, you know, taken apart like that. But as you, you know, you grow and you build your own confidence, you, you learn. It's, it's all just so silly, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? But you feel like, oh, I'm not selected for this. And it's like, no, you know, and it, but you can you can do things that enlighten others to the fact that there are a lot of people in the world, and it yes. doesn't have to be just one type of person for that. It, there are so many different people in the world, and I, I think yeah. we're I think we're starting in the world to sort of uncover the blessings of all the different people. Feels like more and more and more people are being cast and you don't have to be you know you know you don't have to have your makeup on all the time and it's okay and it just seems like things are easing up instead of like oh you're 40 you're done yeah yeah no it's true there's it's not as bad for sure because i mean when i was a kid they they would hide people being like pregnant on tv they'd be like don't tell anybody <laughs> you know kind of thing and it's like oh wait a minute yeah so I, yeah that still does happen to a certain degree it, it does a little bit uh, yeah. yeah yeah but it's not as bad for sure 
but yeah, so I just I think it's I think it's really neat what you've done and and the topic. Um, there's so I I want to talk about the topic because there's um, I think a lot of people I don't know if, uh, oh, I'm, I'm fumbling a little bit, but there's some there's sexual um, attack. There's I think there's a sexual attack in the movie that you have. Um, uh-huh. And I yeah. I want to talk about that because um, that is a very important topic. But I'm going to be yeah. quiet and let you talk about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep yapping, yapping, yapping. Yeah. Um, was there a specific question about that or why or? Yeah. No. Well, no. I just. I mean, I think we should talk about that on here because I think it's an important part of the film. It is, it is. I'm trying to figure out a way to talk about it to not give it away. Um, but ultimately, uh, we do find out that um, two characters in the film, you know, are linked by an attack. Um, neither, they don't know this, you know, they don't know each other, they don't know this about each other. But what I thought was interesting to sort of reveal is that these are completely two different type of women. You know, we judge one woman in a certain way because she's this, she's that, and then society judges the other woman in a different way. And I think when people are hurt, attacked, any of these kind of things, people cope in different ways. So my sort of thinking, I think, for this attack was to kind of show that two different ways people cope. You know, one person copes by becoming super strong, super fit, and, you know, no one's ever going to mess with her, while their other one copes by covering up and make, making sure she's no longer a sexual being, you know, by patting herself, by patting herself. Both responses to a similar incident, but the coping mechanism is very different. Does that uh, make so sense? I, and, well, it makes perfect sense, and I think you just covered that beautifully. Um, without giving away too much and with, you know, addressing that. um, Are people, what are people saying about that part of the movie? Have you gotten any feedback or anything about that? What I will say, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. People, and I, and I guess it's because of the character I play. So, People I'm finding are very open to me. People I don't know very well, they will watch the film and either directly contact me or tell me face-to-face, such and such a thing happened to me. Um, I had one girl reveal at a festival. She came to me. She says, I think I'm an alcoholic. Obviously, the film doesn't have anything to do with alcoholism, but it does talk about um, a struggle different people struggling in different ways. So I think she felt like I could relate to her because my character struggled with food, not alcohol, but same thing, a coping mechanism, right? A coping Mm -hmm. mechanism. So what's been interesting, some people have been very direct in telling me. um, I had a man tell me that he was uh, sexually abused by a woman at work. Tell me this after watching the film. So it's been very interesting to me just the things people will tell me, and I don't ask, but I think there's some people that just feel a sense of, you know, since I guess 
I was vulnerable, they feel like, okay, I can, I'm going to tell her this so she will understand. So it's been very interesting and unexpected. People will just tell you personal things. So yeah, I, like I, I just did on the radio, too, <laughs> you know, and on and on and on about being a kid and being called this or that. Yeah, I think, I think that's you. I, and I think people, um, I think you have, have like, like I said, created something that's incredibly relatable on a variety of levels. And I, that doesn't surprise me that you, you spark discussion. And I hope you keep doing that. And I'm, I'm hoping we can write something for Best Ever You that invites people to do that. I think that would be really special to, to, oh, to let great. people know. I mean, I think by doing what you've done, you've let people know they're not alone. And there's, that is literally a line in the film, as you know, at the very end. And I think that is why. Um, but as you know, when you write something, you don't know how people are going to respond. You don't know if it's going to hit a nerve. You just know you feel it. So it's wonderful to get such response and to make people feel that they're not alone and that they can actually share these things that have they been, you know, haunted by or tortured by. I think that's wonderful. But my only hope is that they continue to share with people that can actually help them. You know, I'm not qualified. Obviously, I'm not a therapist or a <laughs> spiritual healer or anything like this. But that is the hope that some of these things are uncovered and, again, that uncomfortableness, okay, let's go look and see what that is. We're all on our journeys. I'm definitely still on mine. Still things to work out. That That's life, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> definitely and totally. Um, okay, so we're going to run out of time, but I want to make sure, um, is there anything that I, I either haven't gone on and on about or <laughs> haven't asked you? that um you want to talk about um before we go just want to i i feel like i might have missed stuff no 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 this has been great i'm just so grateful for the opportunity to speak with you to share with people you know about the film i i hope people go check it out on amazon or itunes um but like i said that's been one of the most wonderful things so far uh, people reaching out to me in that way, and people that are opposite from me, um, either politically, uh, religiously. I had a, a conversation just over the weekend about someone. Uh, she wrote to me and said, you know, Christians get a bad rap for this and that, but I do believe, you know, God said, love thy neighbor as thyself. And I said, yes, true, that's exactly what I think as well, because as you know in the film, there's a Christian fellow in there that has some judgments. So, again, that's what just thrills me. Different people, different races, different religions feel that they can talk and we can discuss this in a way that's useful, not hateful, and with love and understanding. That's that's the whole goal, right? Yes, and to stress not hateful because this was so beautifully yes. done. Um, and, and you can feel Thank the love, you. not the hate. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you. When you do something, um, so I have a question here, and, and Carl, I'm not going to put you on the line because we're on the end here, but I will ask your question. Um, when you when you go to make a film, where do you get the funding for it? Mm, great question. So with my next film, it's going to be different. Um, I'm going to look for, quote, unquote, proper financing. Uh, with this film, I did, it was family and friends, literally, so we did fundraising in chunks, and we didn't get all of our money. 
So it was a lot of favors, and that's one of the reasons it took so long. We didn't get all the funding that we needed, um, but I'm very stubborn, and I said, I don't care. I'm going to make this anyway, and we did, but it took forever. (laughs) So, yeah, funding is, you know, a lot of people crowdfund these days. That is a full-time job, so know that before you do that. Uh, Family and friends, favors. Um, One of the things that helped me was I was able to hire my friends, you know, my family, that helped a great deal. So funding was favors, family, friends, and we did a fundraising campaign on Indiegogo that we did not meet our goal, but we moved forward regardless. Yeah. Um, Brianna and Alexis are in there. Who else is in the movie um, that we should know about? Or, you know, is is there another relative in there or friend? Or who else do you want to talk about? Because I know I, I covered those two and you, and I, I know I skipped people here um, that probably yeah, you want to sure. talk about. Yeah, one of the funnest parts about this, uh, the storyline that Brianna was in, the character that was stuck in the elevator with her, that's my dad. <laughs> that's awesome. So that was great because he's not an actor. Well, he is an actor, but he's not, you know, he's a physician. This was his first movie. I had to beg him to do it, and he's fantastic. Well, I never would have guessed that. I thought that I thought he was an actor. Yep, and that's what everyone says. Everyone says that. Huh. All right. Anybody else? Yes. Um, Sasha Roseman is just a a wonderful, wonderful actor. He played my boss in the film. He was just absolutely fantastic, as you know, because he was so horrible but wonderful at the same time. Um, Amir Abdullah, who played the son. I mean, all my actors, in my mind, are wonderful. Ben Gerand, uh, Kit Williamson. I was just so blessed to be able to cast so many talented people. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, it. I, I've loved talking with you, and um, I wish you all the oh, success same. in the world and, and more, and we're behind you, and, and what will be fun, what I always think is fun is once once I get to know somebody on the radio a little bit better, I can write better um, content about them, their movie, their thinking, you know, all those things, and maybe you could help me, um, and we'll do a little bit of a more elaborate post um, on Best Ever You and direct people where to go, you know, on Amazon or wherever to watch. Oh, that'd be um, awesome. So we'll get some promotion going. And, um, that would be awesome. Not that you don't have enough, but, you know, it's kind of fun to be part of it. I love that. And um, we're Absolutely. all proud of you and, and proud of our Best Ever You gang there, Brianna and Alexis. <laughs> They're awesome. Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, oh. Elizabeth, thank you so, so much. You're such a delight. Well, thank you. Um, I, I think the real delight is you. And um, I, and maybe we can do this, too, on video. I think that would be really fun. And just, and I think you're the type of person, too, that we could just learn and curve right through it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And honestly, I'm more than happy, you know, after we get off the phone to talk to you uh, about how to do that. It's super simple, I promise you. Wouldn't that be, I'd be fun? Happy to do that. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think it would take best <laughs> ever you and this show like in a whole different new direction, um, and and have a little bit of both. I think it would be really fun to be able to see people's faces as you're as you're talking to them. You know, like 
um, you know, because I'm always like FaceTiming with my sister and her kids or my mom or whatever. Um, but, you know, being on the radio and and having video to go with it is a whole different cat because then you have to have lighting and your hair done. And, uh, so, so it has yeah, to help I me. will tell you this. I will tell you this. When I interview people and, you know, we do a video at the end, you feel like you know them. There's something about that eye-to-eye contact, right? Yes. For sure. So I think I I think I have to get over my whole hair and makeup thing. So yeah, it's trickier. You know, as you get a little bit older, you know the I don't know. You know how like when you're in a commercial, they light you so that like (laughs) it's like oh there's my light. You just want to carry the light kit around with you all the time. (laughs) And you can actually you can. All right, I'm glad you have such a funny, a cute sense of humor because it's kind of fun to to joke around. And I I really thank you for being on my show, um, and and sharing with us all about Elevate, and um, everybody. I hope I'll, I'm going to put out links and stuff like that. The radio show doesn't have them perfectly, but do you want people to go to your website? Yeah, ElevateFilm.com. Elevatefilm.com. Okay. Elevatefilm.com. I'm going to add that link to the show, too, because I think I have your personal website on there right now. But elevatefilm.com, and I'll put that out in best ever use. So, all right, everybody knows that I hate ending shows. It is my weakness. So I'm going to go ahead and end this. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just want have to. Have a great to, night. Yes, you too. And thank you for your time, your energy, and so forth. And as I always say on the show, um, to everybody listening and to everybody who downloads this, thank you, because we are not um, promoted in any conventional sense. This is all grassroots. So as we climb over 3 million downloads now, it's all you guys. And so when we have our guests on and you guys embrace them, it means the world to me and to the guest, and that's what you guys do. So when we put somebody on here with a book or a movie, I love the Best Ever You community. You guys go out there, you buy it, you watch it, you do everything. So here's another one. So elevatefilm.com. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Google. I'll get all the links and everything. But we're going to watch this, share it, and all that good stuff. And um, we're going to one day, all of us, see her on the big Academy Awards. (laughs) Getting that director one. So um, lots of love to everybody. Lots of love to you, Angela. And um, shout out to Brianna and Alexis. Thank you. And thank you to Brianna for connecting me so that Angela could be on the show. And we love you all. And thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Take care, Angela. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night, Elizabeth. Thank you. All right. You too. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.